Welcome to Midas Touch Legal AF bonus edition. We have Supreme Court nomination of Katanji Brown Jackson recap of day one brought to you by Harry P. Littman. Harry is a lawyer, a law professor, and political commentator. He is a former U.S. attorney and deputy assistant attorney general. He is the legal affairs columnist for the Los Angeles Times opinion page and a professor of constitutional law at UCLA and University of California, San Diego. And Harry is someone who has helped prepare Supreme Court nominees for this confirmation process. We will bring you Harry P. Littman's confirmation day one recap right now. Hi, I'm Harry Littman. Besides having a podcast, I cover the court quite a bit as the LA Times legal affairs reporter, but also as a former clerk, as someone who in government helped prepare people for nomination battles, including the justice that Katanji Brown Jackson hopes to replace Stephen Breyer. And I teach a course on the Supreme Court at UCLA Law School. So with that uh, experience and having seen a few confirmation battles, I wanted to give you my sense of how things went today for the newest nominee and first ever African-American woman. Hello, Midas Touch Nation. Okay, so day one today of the Katanji Brown Jackson confirmation hearings. You didn't miss all that much, not to worry. It was largely opening statements by senators, 22 of them, uh, on 11 on each side of the aisle. And most of them used their 10 minutes for reasons other than really uh, talking to the nominees. So uh, you had uh, a lot of posturing, uh, especially from presidential candidates, We had three or four of them, uh, and mainly you had scripted comments. Nevertheless, uh, I've been to a few of these, and the scripts do tell you something. And I think all in all, it was a pretty good day for the candidate, Judge Katanji Brown Jackson. Um, Now, for sure, there there was some hot rhetoric from some People on the uh, our side of the aisle, especially Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz, and oddly Marsha Blackburn, uh, got in the fray. But it wasn't really what they had um, advertised in advance. So, in particular, no question at all about uh, the judge's qualifications. People took that as a given. Not only no questions, but actually they both sides pretty well accepted that her background, not simply race and gender, but her having served as a public defender, uh, as a longtime district court judge, was a plus, a plus for the court. So this the notion of sort of the different things she has done that others haven't came in only for um, praise. And we had thought that there might be a fair bit of uh, attempts to try to throw her off stride. Not, of course, she wasn't off stride. She was just sitting there all day, but to try to uh, score points by saying you've uh, uh, represented some pretty nasty defendants. 
Guantanamo Bay uh, and as a public defender. That, again, did, not only didn't it come up, but several Republicans actually endorsed the notion, which, you know, anyone who's serious about the legal system has to, that it's not just fine, but a calling to represent uh, defendants. So what did that leave and what will she have to confront tomorrow when the real uh, when the gloves come off? Because we will have over the next two days, two rounds at least of questioning by each of the 22 members. And she her most ferocious antagonist looks like it'll be Josh Hawley. And his uh, claim, and he made it clear in his opening remarks today, is going to be that she is soft on, well, soft on crime was where it looked as if he were going. Now he really seems to be isolating out a handful of decisions she made in child pornography cases. And he was able to say at each instance, the guidelines, the, the sort of grid that dictates federal sentences called for something a lot higher than you gave out. There's going to be some very ready answers for her tomorrow. First, um, she was a district court judge for nine years. She sentenced over 100 defendants, she will say, with some force, look at the entire record rather than plucking out a couple times when you say, I've gone easy. Second, and maybe this is where she'll lead with, she has um, remarkably strong endorsement from police groups, federal order of police, and she herself comes from a law enforcement family. And then finally, they may or may not get here, but there's some uh, reasons that child pornography sentences are odd, both in her district and around the country, including Josh Hawley's district. 80% of sentences uh, are below the so-called guidelines number. And without boring you too much with the legal details, it's basically because they, the guidelines were written for a pre-internet time. And so now today, child, porn, pornog child pornographic uh, defendants, I, that's the wrong way to put it, child pornography defendants have many, many more individual images and they come by them in a way that uh, the law would have made harsher before they receive them because they get them over the internet. That's the sort of high-minded defense of why Hawley's claims really are um, unfair. But uh, I think both sides know that she's better off just staying at the level of generalities. Um, now, you'll hear hot rhetoric from others, Cruz in particular, um, but from my read today, most of that really is sort of general we hate Democrat kind of stuff, culture wars, Democrats uh, want to make law and, and legislate from the bench. Uh, one senator, Mike Lee, actually made a big, his whole 10 minutes about don't expand the court. In other words, issues that, they, that their constituents might care about, that they could fundraise off of, but are not really direct assaults on Jackson herself. The highlight for her and probably the whole day she went, you know, politely smiled or just stayed composed during these 22 10 minute statements and came out at the end with a really luminous uh, statement about her own background. Her parents married 54 years, were there together. Her 
college roommates, her husband and family. And she really came across as, um, you know, somebody who was more than a, uh, a name, a judge, or even a particular gender and race, but as a, a, this sort of very virtuous American success story uh, of, the, of the sort that really the Supreme Court you know, doesn't have much of it, has had people with much more elite uh, backgrounds. So it was really a very winning uh, statement she gave uh, at the end, composed, but also upbeat. She had a sort of good cheer about her. So I think that gives her a little bit of momentum going into tomorrow. It'll be no uh, picnic and she'll definitely face some hot questioning. But my sense is that both sides kind of see her as confirmation bound, even if, uh, you know, the, the, the White House hopes it's bipartisan. And these days, 51, 52, 53 votes will count as bipartisan. So you will not see the Republicans as a party engaging in a sort of uh, blood battle. But even you will see a few uh, individual Republican senators talking tough. So all in all, a pretty good day for Katanji Brown Jackson. Already 54% of the uh, country supported her nomination. That'll probably go up a little after people have seen her. So there you have it. Uh, Midas Touch Nation, look forward to giving you a bit of a more substantive report tomorrow when the questioning starts in earnest.